Welcome to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm Ben Pakulski. Today we're going to do a solo cast, diving into a few topics that I find incredibly interesting this week. One, what I think might just be the very key, the singular key to creating a, su- a successful life. Two, a great thing that happened to me this week. If you're on my VIP subscriber newsletter, you're going to be very well aware of my beach experience. We're going to talk about one new supplement that I am fascinated with, and I think everyone might want to consider adding to their uh, regimen. can also be consumed through food. Um, what I'm experimenting with, what I'm reading, and one final thought around truth, honesty, and integrity. All that coming right up and so much more on the Muscle Intelligence Podcast after a message from our show sponsor. Hey everyone, today's podcast is brought to you by Buy Optimizers, specifically their incredible magnesium breakthrough product that I literally use every day, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm at home, I often will feed it to my kids by simply blending it in their shakes. A good multi-source magnesium is worth its weight in gold. It's so vital in our current society due to the fact that most of us simply don't eat enough vegetables. Some, most of us simply don't consume magnesium really well. And because we're so stressed. There's any type of uh, stress typically is going to deplete magnesium in your body. And stress may be as something as simple as exercise and maybe training. It may be psychological or physiological stress, all of which have been shown to decrease magnesium uh, ratios and amounts in your body. Magnesium breakthrough is very interesting. And in as much as it's got seven different chelates, and what that means to you is each of those different chelates attaches to the magnesium molecule and actually gives it a greater affinity to bind to a specific tissue in the body. So some things are really good for the nervous system. Some things are really good for the muscular system. Some are good for the digestive tract and all the tissues in the body are covered in this seven compound magnesium blend. So I highly suggest you head over to magbreakthrough.com and use the code MUSCLE10 to get hooked up at 10% off. M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, magbreakthrough.com, and use the code MUSCLE10 to get hooked up with 10% off. The best magnesium on the planet and what I use every single day. Enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gents, we're back. I want to start today with a story about how I discovered bodybuilding. So I was 15 years old and probably about 150 pounds, 155 pounds. I was a long distance runner and a vegetarian. Yes, it's true. I like to run. I like to do things hard. I don't even know that I like to run. I just like to do things that made me very uncomfortable. I really attached to this story that I had around that I was a really lazy kid. To be honest, I was. I didn't enjoy being uncomfortable. Uh, especially as a kid. And it wasn't until I was a teenager that I started to get a lot of pain around that. I started to, not physical pain, but mental pain. I started to really hate the fact that I was lazy and I knew I was lazy and I knew I didn't want to run. I knew I didn't want to do anything that was hard. So in true BPAC fashion, I went face first into it. And I started running all the time at 4.30 in the morning in the freezing cold weather in Toronto and often would run until my lungs burned and feel like, felt like they were bleeding and I would throw up. <laughs> and that was just an extreme mentality of, of ultimately, you know, quote unquote, punishing myself for what I believe to be a lazy personality. And I don't tell you that uh, for any particular reason other than that's, that's a starting point where I started from. And uh, I don't think that's something to brag about, but it's a simple reality of where I began. And I was this, you know, skinny, uh, under-muscled, um, probably over fat 
15 year old kid who knew nothing about exercise. And I started training at a local gym called Max Gym, came across a few magazines. Long story short, I'm 17 years old and I find myself at the 1998 Mr. Olympia in Las Vegas, sorry, correction, in New York, New York City at the Madison Square Garden. And I also went the next year in 99 to Las Vegas. But in 98, I was 17 years old, probably about 160, 65 pounds at this point, because I'd been training a little bit at that point, probably, you know, sporadically here and there at the High Park YMCA in Toronto. And as soon as I walked up to the John Bassett Theater in, I believe it was called the John Bassett. That might be the one in Toronto, but um, certainly it was at Madison Square Garden. I see these humans that don't look real. They have body parts protruding, traps that come up to their ears and shoulders that just look like they're carved out of stone. And literally in that moment, I, I was locked in. There was nothing else in the world that I could do or that I wanted to do. And I was completely bought in, completely focused on becoming a professional bodybuilder at that point, not knowing anything about it, what I had to do, how I get there. I was committed and I said, this is what I'm gonna do. And I told my dad and I went back and at that moment I started eating exponentially more meat and training twice a day and just kind of committed to everything. I read everything I get my hands on. I just knew that my soul was called to do this thing. And looking back on it, there may be some reasons as to why, but I don't know that it matters. The reason I'm telling you this story ultimately I was so committed at that tender age of 17 to being a professional bodybuilder that my standard became literally flex wheeler, right? I had, I had a few bodybuilders who I would say were my best or my favorite at the time, Dorian Yates being one, flex wheeler being another. And I remember buying a flex wheeler shirt and the shirt read, once again, it's on team flex wheeler. And I wore that every single leg day, probably for four years. And all I could think about was standing on stage at Mr. Olympia. And that became my standard. So within a very short amount of time, I went from 160 to about 195. So the first goal was, hey, I just want to be about 180 with abs. I got that. And then I was like, okay, I want to be like 195 or 200. I'm like, I don't quite want to be 200. I'll be like 195. I got that. And then I was like, okay, I want to be 210. And I got that. And I got those relatively quickly. And my body responded really well because I was pretty dedicated. I was training at least once a day, often twice. I had some really great training mentors. Uh, by the time I was uh, 18, I was about 230 pounds. And so that was over the span of about two years. I had put on the equivalent of about 70 pounds. And that's a lot. And that was natural. And uh, maybe I did some creatine. I did a bunch of supplements, but I never did any... Uh, artificial enhancements, we'll say. And so there's a lot of weight that I put on it. And again, yes, you could say genetics, certainly. Uh, you could also say that my previous activity level was very high and I was under eating. So now I started, you know, obviously eating meat and eating a lot more meat. And that made a big difference. But the point of my story to bring all together is every day someone would say, wow, you've gotten so much bigger. Wow, you look so great. Wow, you, you want to get bigger than that? And the thing that stood out in my mind Every single time these people said that, I was grateful and said, thank you. But I also really believed in my mind that I wasn't there. I had created a world-class standard. The standard for myself was Flex Wheeler or Dorian Yates. And until I looked like them, I simply knew I wasn't there. I received the, the gracious compliments. I said, thank you. And I would often respond with something like, thanks. I have a long way to go. And whether or not that's a gracious way to receive a compliment, you know, to me at the time, didn't really matter. All it was, was I simply knew in my mind that I need to continue to go. And 
I think I want to start with today, as I said in the intro to this podcast, was I really believe that one of the keys to success, if not maybe the biggest key to success in life, certainly there's multiple aspects in the process, but simply the standard to which you hold yourself has to be one of the most important factors in success in anything in life. When you wake up in the morning, what standard do you have for your body? What standard do you have for your morning routine? What standard do you have for your breakfast? What standard do you have for the work that you do? So when you do work, do you just do enough? Or you do do something and go, man, someone's going to read this. That's my name on that thing. I want to be proud of that accomplishment. I want to be proud of that work. And again, pride is one of these things that maybe um, we don't necessarily want to bring up in all situations because it can be construed as, as good, can be construed as bad, depending on what definition you decide to put on it. But the point being, when you decide and you commit to holding yourself to a world-class standard, things will change for you. So one of the simplest ways to start approaching a shift in your life is start to identify the person you want to become. Let's say you have a five-year, a 10-year, or 25-year vision, and you say, hey, I want to accomplish these goals. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be uh, wealthy. I want to be free. I want to have great relationships. Instead of setting, call it quantitative goals. I want to, I want to make money. And I want to have a relationship and I want to have this house. Set the goal for who you have to be, who you have to become to accomplish those goals. So what is the standard that that person who already has those things holds themselves to? What is their daily routine? What are the things that they prioritize every single day from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed? If you simply look at your 16 hours, and I've talked about this numerous times in the past, you have 16 hours a day on average to be productive. And if you look at the 16 hours, you'll have a very good idea of what you actually prioritize. Not what you think you prioritize or what you think you want to prioritize, but simply what you actually prioritize. How do you spend the majority of your 16 hours? And that will tell you ultimately your values. So what I suggest we all do today and maybe every day is first establish what a world-class standard might look like in the area you're trying to improve. If you want to improve your body, what's a world-class standard? Pick someone that becomes an avatar and maybe you reach out to them and pay for an hour of their time and say, hey, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Or maybe you uh, send a message on social media and go, hey, I really aspire to be more like you. Um, is there something you could, you could tell me that I should do? And it's like, how do you spend your 16 hours is really the simple framing. So this idea of one, knowing what to prioritize, two, actually prioritizing it, right? So we all know how to go to med school and become a doctor. Not everyone does it. Why? Maybe it's not a priority for them, and that's okay. But people who are truly successful create a world-class standard, know what to prioritize, and then they simply follow through on it. There's a really simple framework that all of us can follow that allow us to become more exceptional in any area of life that we value, that we prioritize. I'm not telling you to be a better bodybuilder. I'm not telling you to be a better parent or a better financier or a better wealth management. I'm simply saying, choose whatever you like. Identify what it may look like to create a world-class standard and then work toward it. Identify those markers and work toward it. I think that seems like a really, really simple and yet complete way to start progressing toward your goal. It's not about the, the sprint, right? It's not about how fast I can run to try to make money. It's about what habits can I create every single day to compound interest, right? And we talk about anyone in the financial world will say, 
it's so much more valuable to just put a few dollars away every day than it is to try to, to make a huge amount of money and then lump it away at one time. You want to have compounding interest and life is no different. Wake up every day and do the little things that are important to you so that you wake up one year, three years, five years, and 10 years from now as the person that you want to become. And here's the cool thing. You can be intentional about that. Nothing in life is predetermined, right? We all have these stories that we tell about ourselves. And this transitions nicely into my second point. We all have stories that we tell ourselves about how our life is, how we are, what we're capable of, what we're not capable of. And all of those stories are simply I'm just going to cuss, but I'll avoid cussing because sometimes my children listen to these podcasts uh, are simply stories that we tell ourselves and they're simply not reality, right? Our belief systems are the, the beliefs and um, stories that we form to keep us safe and productive in this world. And that's wonderful. Here's another transitional story for you. If you guys are part of my VIP newsletter, you may have uh, read this this week. And so I had a really interesting experience this week on Monday no, it was Saturday. I, uh, as I often do, I, I was walking on the beach doing a walking meditation and I sometimes will stop and do a little meditation as I, as I express gratitude for the earth and for the world. And uh, a second I sat down, I actually was kneeling and I closed my eyes and I went into a, a state of meditation and um, standing there in front of me, keeping in mind my eyes were closed, standing there in front of me, as real as anything that I've experienced was what I assessed to be about a six-year-old version of myself standing there right in front of me. And it was so vivid. And it's just like they appeared, or he appeared, or I appeared. He was crying. And he was sad. And he was afraid. I could see him shaking. And I just had this knowing that he thought he was stupid. He believed he was stupid. And so... I called him over and I gave him a hug and I, I wiped away his tears. I told him that I love him. And I told him that all those stories that he had about himself up to that point, all those things that caused his fear, his trepidation, his sadness, his loneliness, were simply a part of it, his developing his strengths. We all have to go through obstacles, challenges that allow us to develop our strengths, and ultimately find out who we are. You guys have heard me talk about this with my kids. As I say, I'm not here to make you stronger. I'm here to show you how strong you already are. And all of us, ladies and gentlemen, are going through hard times, whether it be now, a year ago, or in my case, in this case, 35 years ago or 34 years ago. It doesn't matter. And your brain starts to form meaning around these challenges. And maybe meeting around the way people treat you or meeting around um, the way you feel. And in my case, I had locked away love. I had locked away the ability to um, be vulnerable. And I had made myself really, really strong. And, you know, add that fast forward that 30 years and I became a professional bodybuilder and locked it away even further and became really strong and created this big armor around myself. And as I sit there with my six-year-old version of myself in my arms, talking to him about how he's going to create great things in this world and how he's going to lead and how he's going to be viewed as a, 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 um, someone of importance in the fitness industry and someone who's leading thousands and thousands of people to, to live their most inspired life, I really wanted to put his mind at ease. 
And I encourage each and every one of you to explore this opportunity with yourself, to explore the opportunity of going back and finding those places in your past where you had challenges. And maybe you've created stories around people, around circumstances or different emotions and feelings and why they serve you and why they don't serve you. And maybe you explore opening it up and opening yourself up to the possibility that those things may not be bad for you. I know this is a little off topic, typical to what we normally talk about, but I thought it was important because it came up for me actually twice this week, ironically, it came up for me again yesterday. I encourage each and every one of you to have a conversation with the younger version of yourself and let them know that every one of those challenges, every one of those obstacles, every one of those deep rooted fears, you're okay, you made it, you learned a lot and it made you strong. And some of us are going to take on a lot more than others. Some of us are maybe designed to have to endure a greater load in this life. And that's okay. That's okay. Right? Maybe those people who get to endure, and I choose that word, get to endure a greater load, maybe those are the ones that are meant to, to teach and to pass on those lessons to other people out there who are struggling and support each other. And we're all going through a struggle right now, and we all have this, this story around what's happening in the world. And maybe in this moment, you can find a way to be appreciative for it. Maybe you can find a way to, to see this as an opportunity to develop a stronger version of yourself. Maybe. Hopefully that story encourages each and every one of you to explore the story you have around your youth or around why maybe you, you don't allow yourself to feel fear or sadness or happiness or love whatever emotion exists inside of you that you tend to repress. So that transitions into point three that I wanted to talk about today um, before we move on to the three final points. Um, something that I'm spending a lot of conscious energy on lately, three words come up, truth, honesty, integrity. I often talk about this in the podcast. Living a life of truth and honesty and integrity ultimately in my assessment, is incredibly desirable. I aspire to bring honesty and truth and integrity into my life and everything I do, and I'm not there yet. But creating a community, uh, creating a tribe of people to keep you accountable and, and to give you the space without judgment to simply be honest, both with yourself and with them and in all your circumstances, I believe is one of the paths to growth, to fulfillment, to happiness, to all the things that ultimately I think we aspire to as humans. And when you become someone who's aspirational because you live in truth, integrity, and honesty, many more people will want what you've got. They'll assume you've got some secret formula to, to this happiness and joy that you bring to the world. And I've really been noticing it seems to make life easier when you're living in truth, when you don't have to convolute the story to, to make yourself sound better or hide things so you don't sound bad. You just simply are honest. And when you commit to something, you commit to it. And um, the word integrity is a really, really powerful one as our truth and honesty. And so one thing that I'll encourage each of you to do this week is as you journal, maybe taking a few moments at the end of each day or the end of each week to check in on that specific metric and say, how did I do today in my desire to live a life of honesty? Where did I slip up a little bit? 
and the daily reflection in any aspect of life, right? Whether you're trying to maintain a world-class standard or you're trying to maybe check in on your emotions and see where you are with it, being able to express and receive emotions. Um, and obviously in your truth, honesty, and integrity, a daily check-in. See how you're doing. See how your navigation is coming along. Like, can I do a little bit better? So part of my daily reflection is um, maybe just like one to three minutes while I brush my teeth to check in on a very few important metrics. How did I do today on my world-class standard? And where am I holding, am I holding myself to a world-class standard and in what part of my life? And realize it doesn't have to be all parts of your life, right? And maybe it's certain parts of your life that maybe you don't want to hold yourself to a world-class standard that you should. And how am I doing with truth and honesty and integrity? How am I showing up for the things in my life that are important? All right, so switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about one supplement that I think um, everyone should consider adding to their life. And, and now this can come in the form of food. So it depends how diligent you are with your food. But chlorophyll is really interesting. So chlorophyll is this um, molecule that turns vegetables green, ultimately. And um, at the backbone of chlorophyll is actually magnesium. And you guys hear me talk about magnesium a lot. And humans historically probably would have consumed a good amount of greens, right? And getting a good amount of magnesium out of their diet. Unfortunately, most of us don't consume enough greens. And that could be literally any type of green leafy vegetable. Anything that has the color green in it will contain chlorophyll, therefore carry with it a, mag a molecule of magnesium. And uh, so if you're someone who has a hard time supplementing or you don't want to supplement, Chlorophyll can be a very good way to ensure your body's getting what it needs as far as minerals. Minerals are so important. Consider taking minerals, magnesium, zinc, um, obviously the electrolytes, potassium, sodium, uh, chloride, very, very important. Uh, chromium, so many minerals that are missing in our lives. I think people should consider taking and chlorophyll is a good way to start because magnesium seems it as is probably one of the most important. Two final questions before we wrap up this brief solo cast. We're going to talk a little bit about what am I experimenting with? So one of the coolest devices that I've come across in uh, perhaps my life, and the tech is phenomenal. The form factor is still in, in beta testing phase. One of the coolest things that I've come across is this technology used to modulate body temperature, specifically heat. So there's a lot of interesting data around, uh, actually at a Stanford, around how heat tends to be one of the rate limiting factors in performance. As your body heats up, you will often turn down the ability to perform. And mechanistically, you can listen to Dr. Craig Heller from Stanford. You want to look up some research. So what Dr. Heller has done is he actually created a device that helps to cool the hands. So the body dissipates heat through the top of the head and the face and the hands and the bottom of the feet. And so Dr. Hell has created this cooling device that actually cools the palm of your hands during or after training to immediately return your, your body temperature to baseline. Now, why that's interesting is because the data shows that the increase in performance, whether that be for strength, endurance, or speed, is tremendous. Uh, and I think it's like 30% improvement in performance. Dr. Huberman recently spoke about this on a podcast um, where he, get, he dives deep into all the science from Dr. Heller. So if you're interested in checking out more, I suggest you check out the Huberman Lab podcast. I don't exactly know the number, but it's certainly in the, one of the last three or four weeks um, and where he speaks specifically about uh, heat and the power of cooling, specifically cooling your hands. All right, one final point before I wrap. 
Some people often ask, what am I reading? And uh, I, I tend to actually, funny, lately I haven't been reading as much. I've been, I've been busy uh, growing my business and doing a lot of work that is very specific to um, scaling my, my business. And if you guys have seen my stuff coming up, I've got a, really, a lot of really cool things coming. If you're not already part of the Muscle Intelligence Coaching Program, I highly suggest you jump in now. We've got a few different uh, opportunities, a few different um, segments, we'll say. So if you're 40 plus and you want to get in the best shape of your life in much less time, and I understand the reason I say 40 plus, it's a unique set of skills, a unique set of problems that come up when you're 40 pluses. And oftentimes it's time. Oftentimes it's pain. Oftentimes it's like believing in yourself. So we've got this incredible community we're building around coaching and we're relaunching that very, very soon. So uh, we relaunch it uh, a couple every couple of months. We're going to relaunch the 40 plus coaching program. We've also got a coaching program for people who simply want to transform you want to get in the best shape of your life, and here's the asterisk, do it in a sustainable way, then this coaching program is for you. This coaching is not for people who want to starve themselves and do two hours of cardio to get in really good shape once in their life, and they never be able to hold that again. That is not what this is about. So we're going to teach you lifelong sustainable habits, what I call high impact habits that allow you to ultimately get in the best shape of your life and sustain it in the easiest way possible, getting in shape and being healthy does not have to be hard and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You should be healthy and you should be fit. It's part of our genome. It's the part of our evolution. We're supposed to be healthy, move a lot, have abundance of energy and feel and look really great. So those are two offers that we have coming out now. Uh, so if you're 40 plus, you can head to muscleintelligence.com slash coaching and you can fill out an application to jump on a call with one of our team members. And, uh, and if you are uh, someone who simply wants to get in the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, and you are committed to not just doing it once, but understanding how to do it for life. And it's not even about understanding, I shouldn't say. It's about simply uh, implementing the habits that are best for you. Because if you do a small number of things consistently every day, you will be successful, right? And learning what to do, what habits are most important for you is very important because that's different than it is for me. We all have different needs and requirements and goals. And you have to make sure those things you're doing every single day are specific to your goals, not, not someone else's goals, your goals. So we get really specific on curating your workouts and your diet and what I call your top five, which is your five most important things you can do every day. If you listen to the podcast last week, I did the solo cast, then you will hear about my personal top five. If you haven't already, go check that out. And we're gonna curate your top five every single week so that you can actually move toward your goals and sustain it. First, you gotta create the habit. Then we can ascend toward long-term high impact habits. And so to wrap this, the final thing that I wanna talk about is the book that I'm reading. Interestingly enough, I'm reading a book on Buddhism by Chong Yam Trungpa. <laughs> Chog Yam Trungpa, The Myth of Freedom. And it's maybe one of the most impactful books I've read in a long time. There's a lot of value in this book. And actually, ironically, I believe it's free on Audible. If you're an, a Prime member, I believe it's free on Audible. And uh, most of his books are, it seems. And what an incredible uh, exploration of consciousness and thought. And um, I just love people who think differently, as I've said a thousand times on this podcast. Um, I, I'm a very much an outside-the-box thinker. And I, I'm not saying that I promote or condone Buddhism or I am a Buddhist. I simply say I love when people think deeply about something they're incredibly passionate about. And I think that would be a book that you really love if that um, resonates with you. If the idea of you know, not following the norm, not following the, the typical dialogue that you're getting every single day in the media and in the world, if you're someone who thinks differently, then 
this podcast is for you and that book, maybe something interests you. So uh, ladies and gents, thank you very much for being here. Today's podcast is brought to you by magbreakthrough.com. We'll get you the best quality magnesium, seven different chelates to fuel every cell in your body, something I use consistently every day. Thank you very much to Bioptimizers for being a sponsor of the show. Head over to magbreakthrough.com and use the code MUSCLE10 to get hooked up now and before it goes away. Thank you, ladies and gents. I appreciate you being here for my solo cast. If you enjoyed it, I'd love to hear some feedback from you. I'm not sure if you like this type of format. If you don't, uh, and again, I, I'm going to change every week. I'm going to bring you things that I think are relevant to me that can help you. And if it did help you, I would appreciate it if you're the type of person who likes to help other people share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who is aspiring to build their greatest life in a body they absolutely love. <music> Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.